Welcome back to the God Chosen Podcast. Um, I pray you guys are having a blessed day, a blessed week. I'm thinking about adding this back into living by faith, we'll kind of see. Or by faith, I think is what the title of the last episode was. Because the Lord has brought me right back to Hebrews. He has me in Hebrews lately. And so before I I really read this, I just I like reading with you guys. So you guys kind of get the, the, the first impression of what the Lord has given me. So right now he led me to Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. It's not going to be that long of a one. We're just going to go through verse 13 through verse 20 possibly. And maybe chapter 7 as well. So we'll, we'll go ahead and start reading and go from there. So in, in verse 13 in chapter 6, it says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself. So the Lord swore by himself. Because since he had no one greater by whom to swear, God is the top. Saying, surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves. And in all their disputes, an oath is final for for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God to lie. We who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So we'll go ahead and go and talk about a little bit about Melchizedek as well, because it says right here, Jesus Christ, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So we'll go over Melchizedek real quick. For this, Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. I'll reread that one more time just so we really, or we'll just keep going. And to him, Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. He is first by translation of his name, king of righteousness, and then he is also king of Salem, that is, king of peace. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God. He continues a priest forever. See how great this man was to whom Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the spoils and those descendants of Levi who receive the priestly office have a commandment in the law to take tithes from the people that is from their brothers though these also are descended from Abraham but this man who does not have his descent 
descent from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. And the one in the one case tithes are received by mortal men, but in the other case by one of whom it is testified that he lives. One might even say that Levi himself who receives tithes paid tithes through Abraham, for he was still in the loins of his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. Now, if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek, rather than one named after the order of Aaron? For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. For the one of whom these things are spoken belong to another tribe. From which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah and is and in connection with that tribe, Moses said nothing about priest. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest, not on the basis of a legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life, for it is witnessed of him. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect, but on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. And it was not without an oath for those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath. But this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the, the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Amen. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it, for it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners and it's talking about Jesus for it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest holy innocent unstained separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens he has no need 
like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people. Since he did this once for all when he offered up up himself. For the law appoints men in their weaknesses as high priests, but the word of the oath which came later then the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. In chapter 8, I know the Lord is speaking to me a lot right here. We'll just keep reading in, in verse chapter 8. Now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty, in heaven, a minister of the holy places, and the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. Now if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he he mediates is better, since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. For he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. And so I show no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. speaking of a new covenant so that's all we'll say for tonight or we'll we'll keep reading I just want to be careful about the way that I'm reading we're we're going to reread verse 8 through verse 12 it says for he finds fault with them when he says and this is talking about 
the first covenant with those who who broke it which which was Israel they they were breaking the covenant we'll just read for he finds fault with them when he says behold the days are coming declares the Lord we'll just go back to verse 11 and they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying know the Lord for they shall all know Yeah, I got to reread it. We'll just we'll just read it. And they All right. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. And so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor, each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, says the Lord, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. There we go. And speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete, and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. So this is why we live by a new covenant, and not by the old covenant. But there are still things... So we'll just keep it at that. I just wanted to get on here and read a little bit to you guys. I love you guys. And I enjoy. Or or we'll keep reading. We'll keep reading. I just wanted to get on here and let you. We'll keep reading. So the earthly holy place. Now even Chapter 9. Now even the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness. For a tent was prepared, the first section in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of presence. It is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a second section called the most holy place. Having the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold in which was a golden urine holding the manna. And Aaron's staff that budded, and the tablets of the covenant, above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. These preparations having thus been made, the priests go regularly into the first section, performing their ritual duties. But into the second only the high priest goes, and he but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. 
but this is the Holy Spirit. But th by this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy place is not... By this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy place is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing, which is symbolic for the present age. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but I deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of reformation. We'll keep reading. So, this is basically that's that's all that I just wanted to read through the 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 high the high priest or it talks about. I just wanted to read to you guys about. Some Hebrews, the Lord is teaching me in Hebrews. He's speaking to me. He's comforting me, and I pray that he comforts you guys as well. So he he just had me talk about Jesus compared to Melchizedek, and he spoke to me a little bit about and and Jesus, high priest of a better covenant. So we got a better covenant now, but we still pray for others. We do what the Lord leads us to do. So I just want to get on here. I love you guys in Jesus' name. Maybe we can just, we'll go over. We'll see if the Lord wants me to go back over chapter 9, verse 6 through 10. We'll just go and kind of see how it goes. It says, These preparations having thus been made, the priests go regularly into the first section, performing their ritual duties. But into the second, only the high priest goes. And but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. By this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy place is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing, which is symbolic for the present age. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper. But deal only with but deal only with food and drink and various washings, reg regulations for the body imposed until the time of reformation. So what it looks like is That in the old covenant,
because I'm still trying to fully understand and make sure that I am teaching you guys what the Lord wants me to teach you guys because Jesus Christ is the great high priest. Jesus Christ is. And so he is offering up prayers for us as he is seated at the right hand of God. So he is the one that is in the most holy place. We are here, I, I guess we would say in the first section. So we still offer up prayers to the Father and do what he leads us to do. And the Bible says, by this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy place is not yet open as long as the first section is still standing. So the way into the second section, you can't get into the second section by the first place still standing. That's what the Bible says. So, which is symbolic for the present age. So the first section is symbolic for the present age. And in order to get into the second section, where the most holy place is, that is going to be the prepared city that the Lord has for us. And then if we keep reading, according to this arrangement, Gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of reformation. So, I know for some people, as well as it may be for myself sometimes, Jesus Christ is the perfect sacrifice. So, yeah. He is our Father. He is the perfecter of our faith. And He will teach us in the way that we should go. So we still offer up prayers and offerings to the Lord. And we do what he leads us to do. So. I just want to get on here. Talk to you guys a little bit about that. May the grace of God be with you. And I pray that you guys understood a little bit of what we read about. And, and may God's grace be with you. I love you guys. In Jesus name. Be blessed. Amen.